Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? Hi guys, and welcome to today's episode of the podcast. It is going to be a little bit different because you're not going to kind of get the usual crack cocaine rave squirrel version of Shona. This was the super professional version of me when I sat down to record the audiobook for Goodbye Money Girl. So I had to really be conscious about my breathing and my talking and stay focused and stay on track. So the energy behind the audio in this is going to be a little bit different. If you've been listening to my podcast for the last four years, this is going to feel a little bit different, but this is from the audiobook recording, which obviously has to be super professional, a little bit slower because you want to make it at you want to make it accessible for as many people as possible. So today I want to dive into chapter six of Goodbye Money Guilt, my book for money mindset and transforming your relationship with money. Because chapter six is profound. Chapter six as a standalone changes people's lives. It is talking about the benefits to being broke. Are you ready to have your mind blown? Chapter six, the benefits of being broke. Human beings are complicated, intricate, beautiful things. But at the end of the day, we all act out of self-interest. Every day, we are acting in response to either pleasure or pain. We are either moving away from pain or toward pleasure. Everything we do benefits us in some way, otherwise we wouldn't do it. It is against our human nature to act without it helping us somehow. So even the most generous philanthropic of us at the core receives some benefit from our actions whether those actions ease guilt or also aid our feelings of significance is irrelevant. The main point is that even if we think there isn't, there is a benefit to everything we do. Once you can wrap your head around this, a lot of the world seems to make more sense. The way people behave and act even appears to be more understandable. This concept was hard for me to grasp at first. It wasn't until I was going through my treatment for my eating disorder in 2018 that I finally had a light bulb moment where it all seemed clear. My incredible life-changing therapist asked me during one of our sessions to think about what the benefits of my eating disorder were. At first, I thought it was an odd question. I'm sick, miserable, and I hate my anorexic behavior. There is absolutely no benefit to it apart from the thinness, I thought. My therapist prompted me some more, and then it was like a light bulb went off in my brain. My anorexia was my safety blanket. It was my way of controlling the world and imposing rules and restrictions so that I felt comfortable. 
Faced with an abundance of choice in my everyday life around food and feeling unable to navigate those choices, I imposed incredibly strict rituals and rules around food to make me feel comfortable. The hunger pains I experienced every day and saying no to food felt like little victories. The benefit was I was duplicating my mother, who I loved, but also dieted consistently throughout my life. I never had to worry about what to have for lunch or what I felt like eating. It was always a game of the fewer calories, the better. It gave me structure and a way to focus my anxiety into something distracting and productive. There were so many benefits to my eating disorder that I'd never realized before. I mean, they were all stupid, illogical benefits, but they were benefits nevertheless. This exercise was the turning point for me in my recovery journey, as I acknowledged these benefits and how illogical and sabotaging they were to say out loud. I was able to release most of them and find strategies to cope with the others. But until I had identified them, it made sense that my eating disorder was so hard to shake. I was holding on so tightly to it because of my subconscious perceived benefits of comfort, familiarity, restriction, and control. Letting go of my eating disorder and moving away from the place of restriction and scarcity to the new unknown world of endless possibilities were terrifying. I had only ever known this version of me, restrictive and controlling. What did the new abundant me, who could eat whatever I felt like, even look like? How did I think? How did I make choices? It was completely unknown, but I was ready to take that step. It was also around this time that I started making links between my dieting history and my restrictive budgeting history. I started to realize that restrictive budgets and living paycheck to paycheck gave me the same underlying feelings of comfort and ease in decision-making that anorexia did. Now I understand that seems wholly counterintuitive and insane to say out loud, but it's the truth. I never had to decide what I felt like eating due to the how low can I get my calories gain. I was using the same tactics with our money. I don't have to think about what I want or need, something luxurious, because when we are broke, All I have to think about is what is the cheapest option we can afford. Broke was my comfort zone, a super tight budget when we were down to, can we afford toilet paper? At the end of each week was my default setting. I could not even imagine how my life would be without restriction in both money and food. Being broke and having the cheapest option, we can't afford it, lowest calorie rules, were how I navigated my life, how I made choices, and how I felt safe in the world. Even though I was creating the vision boards, hustling my ass off, saying affirmations, and sticking up my checks from the universe on the back of my toilet door, none of it mattered. While I was still committed to being the benefits of being broke, There was an underlying reason behind why I could never seem to crack the next income bracket or save more than X amount in my bank. My subconscious wouldn't let me. And I'm not alone. We all have those underlying subconscious reasons. Sometimes it takes a simple exercise to bring them forward. 
So I want you to take a minute to breathe deep and step into a place of total honesty while you either journal on this or think about it in depth. Exercise. If I didn't want to make money for some reason, what would it be? You can use this type of question and answer exercise for different areas of your life. For example, if I didn't want to meet the love of my life for some reason, what would it be? If I didn't really want that incredible promotion for some reason, what would it be? You may be surprised by the results. I know I was. My benefits of being broke extended far beyond the comfort of restriction like I initially identified. Some of the things that came up for me during this exercise included stuff I am not proud of, but that I'm going to share with you anyway. These are taken from a journal entry in 2017. I journaled. I wouldn't want to make money for some reason because. Because my family glorified struggle and working hard. Because my dad always implied that people who were wealthy had sacrificed their souls. Because I don't want to push away my family and friends once my lifestyle looks different to theirs. I don't want people to expect more of me in terms of gifts or loans financially. I don't want to be used or taken advantage of and I'll find it hard to trust people's intentions. I might become materialistic, vain and greedy. Because I secretly love the adrenaline rush of having to find money, budget and be on top of the bills. It adds drama into the monotony of motherhood and keeps things interesting. Because I don't feel I'm worthy of the type of financial success I desire. And if it happened to me, I wouldn't even know what to do with it. I don't want to be responsible for all the money making in my family. I'm worried that my husband will lose any ambition and drive if he doesn't have financial pressure. Your benefits of staying broke might be completely different from mine, or they may be very similar. Still, they all do the same thing. They trick us into self-sabotaging behaviours and pushing money away, which is the direct opposite of what we want. I'm going to spend the next chapter going deeper into rewiring each of these limiting beliefs, but first I want you to fully understand why they exist, where they come from, and why acknowledging and releasing these limited beliefs is key to transforming your relationship with money and living your most abundant life. To do that, I need you to understand the conscious and subconscious and the belief system or blueprint that is running the show. I like to think of this conscious and subconscious like an iceberg, a tiny bit poking out of the water and most of it hiding underneath. The conscious is the part above the water. It's what we can see. In contrast, the subconscious is a big part of the iceberg that is submerged and hidden. Like how the bottom bit of the ice sunk the Titanic, it's the bottom bit of your subconscious iceberg screwing you over too. I also like to think of it like a computer keyboard and the program system that runs the computer. Our consciousness is the keyboard and the mouse. It's the things we have control and intention over. We can move stuff around, create jobs, input data. The subconscious is the background program, the software, Windows, Android, Apple, the blueprint of how the computer works. The subconscious is the rules and how we interpret the data that have been added in. In a nutshell, 
the subconscious is running the show. So where does our blueprint and our subconscious programming come from? Here's where it gets interesting. Between the ages of one to seven, our brains are essentially little sponges. We're busy observing, learning, watching, experiencing, and soaking up everything around us. After the age of seven, we develop critical thinking, which is where we go, is this true or is this not? But up until seven, we can't help but trust the information and experiences we are exposed to. The people in our lives, parents, teachers, aunts, uncles, friends, plus our environment and skills are all teaching us how to interpret our world. That's where we learn what's right, what's wrong, up and down, what feels good and what doesn't. We inherit these beliefs mainly from our parents and so many other experiences like movies, books, society, environment. Sometimes it's hard to pinpoint exactly where these beliefs come from, and sometimes it is a mixture of influences. The blueprint in our subconscious is designed to keep us safe, which was a good thing back when we were cavemen. Don't wander off from the tribe or you'll get squashed by a mammoth. However, it is not so useful in today's world. Here's one of my client's examples. Sarah worked incredibly hard to build her pottery home goods hobby into a thriving business. She's employed a few staff now and regularly turns over six figures a year. Yet she cannot seem to grow her savings and she always feels like money leaves faster than it comes in. When we started working together, we looked at all the experiences around wealth and money from her childhood. Sarah's parents were highly religious and dedicated their lives to serving the church. Her parents were incredibly proud of the amount of money they had donated to their church, even though they both had low income jobs. Her parents would continuously look down upon wealthy people who did not give the same percentage of their wages as Sarah's parents did. Sarah and her sisters hated having to shop at secondhand stores and grew to resent their parents' dedication to the church. Sarah vowed to live differently as she grew. She donated to money to causes that are close to her heart. However, she wishes to enjoy a lifestyle with more opportunities and luxury than she did growing up. Sarah's subconscious blueprint was, if you have wealth, you must give it all to charity, which she inherited and interpreted unintentionally from her parents' attitudes and behavior towards wealth. This subconscious blueprint explained why she felt uncomfortable accumulating wealth and manifested bills, impulsive spending habits and unexpected expenses to remove the money from her life. Once we were able to identify, work through and release this limiting belief, Sarah was able to play with the energy of money and get comfortable with growing her savings. Can you see how her childhood experience created the subconscious blueprint that was self-sabotaging her current reality? These thoughts and views on money are what we aim to identify, release and rewrite throughout this book, especially in the next chapter. Okay, so obviously you're not going to go straight into the next chapter because that was just a snippet of my book. I think that's actually chapter six in my book, Goodbye Money Guilt, which ended up being a number two bestseller for women in business back in 2020. 
one, 20, no, 2020. I'm getting my pandemic years mixed up. Back in 2020, when I released it, it ended up going to number two on the Women in Business bestseller list on Amazon, which is amazing. This is just a snippet. I was re-listening to the audiobook again and heard this chapter. I'm like, this needs to go to the masses, right? You can grab the books on Amazon. I've got Goodbye Money Guilt and Hello Abundance, both best-selling money mindset books for women. You can grab them both on Amazon. They are on sale at the moment, and there is always going to be a link in the show notes to go do that. I hope you got some value out of today's podcast and I can't wait to hear what you think when you get a chance to read the book. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mums Manifesting Wealth podcast series by Shoni Gates and Team Sexy Selfish. Please leave a like, comment, review, and share. And don't forget to subscribe. The more you share, the more people we can impact and the more awesome free content I can create for you all. If you're wondering where to go next or have some feedback for this episode, you can hit me up on Instagram at sexy underscore selfish or visit our website, www.sexyselfish.com. We've got heaps of freebies there for you guys to check out as well. Thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing day.